Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cheeseburger Effect podcast. You got Vinny here and I am joined by your thinus himself, Ben. Hello, sir. Hello, everyone. Hello, Vinny. How's everyone doing? Well, I think I think everyone's good. I th- I'm good. You good? Uh-huh. I'm good. We're all good. Sweet, man. So, yeah, today, Ben and I, we just kind of wanted to, you know, give you a little bit of an insight into our quarantine style, uh, our lives, what like kind of a day looks like for us, what we, you know, what we eat, what we do, what our kind of like our goals, I guess, are. And yeah, we'll just kind of get right into it then. So, Ben, do you want to kind of kick off what your days are looking like? All right. Very exciting stuff here. So, you know, everyone get ready. Um so my diet right now has been um, consisting. I'm doing intermittent fasting right now. So if you're not familiar with what that is, that's where you um, fast for a specific amount of time and then you have a specific amount of time to eat during your day. I'm following a 16-hour fast followed by an 8-hour eating window. Um, mine is a little bit different because the most common way you'll see it is people will fast from usually about 8 p.m. until noon the next day, and then their eating windows between noon and 8. I've actually been doing mine between I stop eating at 5 p.m., and then I start eating the next day at 9 a.m. And the only reason I'm doing that is because I love breakfast, and I just I can't shake it, and I have to keep eating breakfast. <laughs> uh, but I'm still getting the benefits of the fasting, and I'm still fasting long enough, which is restricting me from, like, having late night snacks, um, which is another good point if you're trying to maintain or lose weight. So I've been following that. Um, And then my breakfast, um, what I've been doing lately is I've been having a lot of protein with my breakfast because I got a really good deal online on uh, myprotein.com. I can resist it. It was uh, three 40 serving bags for $30. So... I stocked up. Yeah, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. I stocked up. I've been having like two to three scoops of that in the morning. Um, usually I'll either put it in a shake with like uh, some fruits, peanut butter, yogurt, stuff like that. Or I have this uh, concoction I make where I mix yogurt with protein powder and it creates like kind of like a mousse almost. Um and then I can mix peanut butter in that and make it kind of thicker. I could use more or less water depending on what I'm in the mood for, you know. So I usually have that. And then uh, if I'm feeling real spicy, I'll crumble up some protein bars and put it in there too for some texture. <laughs> oh, yeah. If I'm feeling extra spicy, I'll throw in some fruit in there too. So it just you depends what spicy. Doing. Yeah, extra spicy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it depends what mood I'm in because like – it, it sounds bad, but like at, at night when I'm going to bed, the one thing I look forward to the most the next day is like waking up and eating breakfast. Yeah. And but like, I don't know what it is why I like breakfast so much, but like when I started doing fasting, I'm like, I cannot cut that out. So that's why I made my fasting hours. Uh, like I fast from um, 5 p.m. until 9 a.m. the next day because that way I can still eat breakfast. Um, mm-hmm. For lunch, what I've been doing lately is, um, I usually make some eggs, so I have, like, four eggs, and I usually throw in, like, a ton of spinach, like, you know how it cooks down, like, it'll be, like, all the way up to the top, Yeah. And when we're done cooking it, it's like, where'd all of it go? Like, mm-hmm. you swear it, like, fell down somewhere. And you spinach gnomes, first. bro. I know, right? Come steal it. <laughs> no, it, it, every time I watch it, honestly, like, I try <laughs> to, like, look at it, and, like, I want to make, like, a time-lapse video of it. It makes yes. me. But I usually do some spinach. I'll cut up some peppers, throw it in there too, try to get some vegetables in. Um, Usually I'll have that. And then on top of that, with that, I'll cut up some fruit and I'll have some fruit with it. So that's usually my lunch. Some uh, some days I might have uh, some stuff a little bit different. I like buying sweet potatoes, the ones you throw in the microwave. And I uh, usually top those with like a little bit of butter and uh, some cinnamon. And then I'll have that with like some chicken breast and some vegetables. So each meal I try to get in uh, at least like one serving of fruits and vegetables in every single meal I have. Um, I've been trying to do more vegetable focused because in the past I've only had like one vegetable a day and then called it quits. And I just think mm-hmm. like if you're really trying to be health conscious, you can probably use more, especially when we have all these times on our hands. Um, 
you have a lot more time on your hands to cook food and prepare stuff. So not getting enough vegetables is really not an excuse at this point. And like I was using it as an excuse in the past. So now I'm like, eh, I probably should eat some more. So yeah. I've been making a mission to do that. Um, dinner is pretty much whatever me and my fiance are feeling because uh, we try not to eat the same thing every night. And uh, she's not crazy as I am, which I can eat the same thing every single day and just not care. But, um, you know, we, we can't live like that. I'm not going to drag her into my lifestyle like that. So mm-hmm. whatever she's filming, we'll have a lot of times it's either uh, pasta or something similar to that. Or we'll go get Chipotle, one of our favorites as well. Um, pretty much whatever we're in the mood for. I mean, you can't just restrict what you're doing um, because, like, if you're in a relationship, it's you and another person. It's not just you. You know, you have to be able to, like, help them out too. Um like they're not always going to want to eat what you want to eat so you have to be flexible with your diet you know yeah man no i think that's that's an awesome point yeah yeah that's usually what i eat um you know you can go through what your diet's been like lately too because i don't want to talk for 20 minutes straight here (laughs) um yeah so i'm i'm pretty much in the same boat as uh ben so team team fasting Mm -hmm. um over here that's actually something been doing for a while um quick little plug to fast 15 it's a program i kind of beta ran recently with some people in like my facebook group and stuff so if you're interested feel free to hit me up on any of the social medias or something and i can hook you up as well um but yeah so i've actually been kind of following that protocol which is more or less i've been fasting only 15 hours because i'm doing it more from you know more the calorie restriction standpoint so not really um doing it for the you know autophagy or you know, cellular regeneration, uh, things along those lines that studies have actually shown it can do. But I mean, just, you know, being more moderate and temperate with uh, my food in that sense has kind of been working. But so because I eat from like 11 to eight, and then I'll fast from yeah, like that eight to um, 11 the next day. But like Ben, I do enjoy breakfast, so course, I'll eat breakfast course. for lunch. So <laughs> yep. I got to get like my, my Kodiak cakes, man, protein pancakes. Oh, those are so good. Things. Yes. Dude, so, I, I, I always get those at the store, and um, mm-hmm. I usually get like some uh, sugar-free syrup with it too. Yep. I mean, it's not the same as like going over to Bob Evans and getting you like a big stack of pancakes. <laughs> right. but, I mean, if you're wanting some, they're not bad at all. So it picks them yeah. up. Good. Kodiak cakes. Exactly. It's a pretty close second in my book. And then, yeah, I just grab some sugar-free syrup and it keeps it pretty low calorie and stuff, which mm-hmm. is obviously super helpful for uh, everything, especially at this time. I don't really need the extra carbs because my workouts aren't super intense. Yeah. So, <laughs> But um, if I don't do that, though, I usually just have um, a protein shake, very similar to Ben's, but mine's usually just almond milk, a fruit like a banana, some peanut butter or almond butter, and then like two scoops of protein and I'm good to go. I'm usually good in, until like three or four. Then maybe I have a snack, whatever that may be. I've been trying to just do fruit or something like that um, along those lines. But every now and again, like whatever, like my fiance has been baking. So whatever she kind of makes, if it's a cookie, maybe I'll have a cookie or two. Or if it's Rice Krispies, I'll have a Rice Krispie or two. And, you know, I'm I'm good still. I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, like um, me and you aren't in a contest right now, so there's no point of, like, restricting, you know, like, we can't just, like, take out all the fun from our lives, you know? Like, we're still human. We can eat a couple things, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And, that's yeah, the cheeseburger effect, right? That's the cheeseburger effect, bro. You got yep. <laughs> Ben plugging it. Yep. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then same thing for dinner. Like, I mean, truthfully, like, we probably eat out maybe three or three or four times a week and like it's just because we're lazy at this point like we kind of hit a point but we're also in the process of like moving and stuff so we don't really have like uh that like we're trying not to buy too many groceries and then we usually like forget something at the store so it's just kind of odds and ends right now but you know other times you know we try to like keep it like yeah we've gone to chipotle we've gotten like uh like if we get like chick-fil-a or something to you know like they have different options that aren't too bad so we definitely you know just make it work and then i mean that's the thing with the fasting too that i find super helpful is i could get by you know most of the day eating maybe five to like 800 ish calories and then that still leaves me with a thousand plus for dinner so if i eat out somewhere it's like it doesn't really matter what i get i have the budget for it and exactly 
but that, and yeah, that's like that's honestly the biggest reason why, I, I, like, no, uh, I guess no shame in like plugging this too. It's like I feel like a lot of people should be fasting right now. It's just like you're not really doing much during the day. You're not really moving. You know, it, it's hard. Like, it's easy to overeat right now because you have nothing else to do. People are bored of eating. People are like, yeah. people are emotionally eating too. And it's one of those things where if you're fasting, it kind of gives you that set time period to where you'll. I mean, just naturally, you're going to consume less calories because it's a yeah. shorter eating window. So it could definitely, it's super helpful right now. And, you know, it's something I encourage, you know, our listeners to give a try if they haven't. So, well, yeah. something I wanted to kind of touch on with that too, like we said, like you go out to Chick fil A and stuff. Um, what's really dangerous for me is I have a Raising Canes right down the street from me. Mm. And uh, that's something that um, I'll like to get a lot. And like I actually had it last night. And, um, like, like you said, like a lot of times you'll have like less than a thousand calories all day. And then your dinner is more than a thousand and it kind of equals out instead of like eating the majority of your calories throughout the day. And then dinner comes around. You're like, Oh man, I only have 400 calories left. I guess I'm going to have a ice soup for dinner, you know, cause you don't have any, you know, <laughs> right? Uh, I'm going to have a breath, um, a breath of fresh air for dinner, you know, like <laughs> I think it's important if you know you're going to eat something uh, like moderately unhealthy to very unhealthy for dinner is to restrict your calories a little bit more throughout the day. Just eat like more filling foods such as like fruits and vegetables and protein, Mm -hmm. things that are going to keep you uh, feeling full or satiated for longer. And then for dinner, you can kind of splurge a little bit because you have more calories remaining. Mm. Obviously, don't binge eat and like just eat mindlessly, which I have a bad habit of doing. Uh, <laughs> but um, you can still enjoy the things you like. You just you're going to have to work for it throughout the day. So like I'll restrict my calories. And then I also usually like having like a really intense workout that day just so I burn some more calories throughout the day. And I know like it, it might equate to maybe like two or 300 more calories burned. But when you're eating something really high calorie, that stuff really matters, especially if you're trying to maintain or lose your current weight. So like you guys don't have to like restrict yourself from all these things you love just because you're dieting or you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to maintain weight. You can still eat those things. You just have to be smart about it. And you don't have to like specifically measure out the exact amount of food all day and stuff. Just make some good choices and then one bad choice. If you make five good choices throughout the day and one bad choice, you're still making more good choices than bad choices. And I'd call that a win personally. So, yeah. No, yeah, that like one out of five rule. That's like the perfect example of like the 80-20 rule too. Yeah, well, I, I didn't yeah. even realize I used that same ratio. <laughs> I know, yeah, you did. After you said it, I was like, oh, you did it, he mathed. Like, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't completely lost all my intelligence from spending five right. weeks at the house. Then I've done it. A, yeah, you were able to count uh, from a number aside from 45 for once. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, yeah, and, you know, the other, like, awesome thing with it, too, is, you know, a lot of people are super out of, uh, like, uh, a routine right now. Like, almost nobody has. People are waking up whenever they want. People are working out when they feel like it, stuff like that. But, you know, if you're doing, like, uh, you know, fasting, it gives you a little bit of that routine in your day because it's like, okay, I can't eat until, in Ben's case, uh, 9. In my Mm -hmm. case, 11. So, you know, it's like, so during that morning period, it gives me a chance to get something nice and productive done. Cause yeah. personally, personally, I like, I still set alarms, stuff like that. I really like having kind of that um, routine to, you know, just help me get going. So I'll be up by seven. I'll work for a couple hours and then I'll take like my middle of the day ish break at like 10 and I'll work out. And then after I'm done, you know, doing my workout, I will, um, then I'll go ahead and eat. And that like for the past maybe three or four weeks that that's just been my routine and it's pretty much set in stone now. And I have a program and, you know, it just having that kind of consistency is what's going to really like, you know, it could really help you kind of just make it through this time a lot more easily. So, yeah. And like, I think like going off the routine thing, I think you have to be able to find uh, the time of day to work out that works best for you. Because like, I know Vinny said, like you personally like, like working out during the middle of the day to kind of take a break Um, with myself. I like doing it like first thing in the morning 
um, because it's hard for me to focus. Like if I go upstairs and try to get some work done and like, I know I still have to work out. I just naturally am like planning out my workout in my head. And like, it's really hard for me to focus. Cause I'm like, okay, I want to do two sets of this one set of this. <laughs> and like, I just in like, I just cannot focus until I get it done. And then I start mm-hmm. like psyching myself up my, you know, when you start getting restless and your legs start shaking and you start mm-hmm. moving your hands, you know, I just like start pumping myself up and I'm like, I can't just sit here and do work when I feel like I'm about to run through a wall. Like yeah. no, no pre-workout needed. I'm just, I get motivated just from thinking about it. And, mm-hmm. um, which obviously I still do take pre-workout because I'm addicted to it, but, um, <laughs> the connoisseur. yeah, the connoisseur, but, um, like I'm addicted to like pre-workout, but like I will get like so motivated in the morning that I have to work out. If I wait all day, I will like distract myself and like, I will just want to do it and want to do it. And all of a sudden I'll get as much stuff done because I'm like, okay, I want to work out. So I'm going to eat this way, do this way. So like, personally, I like doing it the first thing in the morning. If you're one of those people that like you treat it as like a reward for your, the end of your day, then do it then. But um, I think finding a consistent time to do it might help you because if you're like working out the same time every day, you're eating at the same time every day, that way you still have like a similar schedule as you did before all this mess started. Um, and it just kind of helps you keep on track. If you have an eating schedule and a workout schedule, you're not just doing things randomly throughout the day because then you're going to feel a little bit more anxiety through that because you're like, okay, what do I do next? What do I do next? Mm-hmm. Instead, if you follow a schedule, it's going to feel a lot better on you. And that's just my yeah. personal preference. Some people might prefer to have it the other way around, but you just got to find what, uh, what works best for you. Yeah. 110% man. Because like, and, and I mean, that's just the thing too, is you have to be real with yourself and you have to ask, like, be like have that one-on-one with yourself. Like, all right, like Benny, when are you most likely to get your workout in? Is it right when you wake up? No, you like to do other things when you wake up. Is it, you know, at the end of your workday after you're all tired and don't want to do anything? Probably not. Is it the middle of the day when, you know, you can like kind of take, give yourself an hour or two to go ahead and, you know, step away? Yeah, probably. So, you know, that's like the conversation I had with myself um, personally. And yeah, I mean, that's the things that all the, again, all the listeners, like, you know, have that one-on-one with yourself. Like, okay, if I want to work out three times a week, what days are going to be best? When don't I have meetings? When don't I have things due? When am I, uh, do I actually have energy after I'm done with my work day or do I just want to wake up, make some coffee and then boom, get after it. So yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's about all I got left on that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, uh, I think we were also going to talk about like, uh, throughout the day, like, um, obviously you're going to have like one big workout per day and like you have your rest days where you don't work out. But um, throughout the day, I think it's really important for everyone to keep themselves moving because um, if you're just sitting there all day, you're going to burn less calories. You're just going to feel more tired. Um, you're not going to feel as productive. So like, like what the rule I usually try to follow if I'm actually paying attention is um, like every half hour I try to get up and move a little bit, whether it's like just walking up and down the stairs or walking back and forth or playing with my dog, which is more like every five minutes if I'm being honest, but um, just finding something to do, like just to keep you active or more active throughout the day is going to really help or just getting out and walking outside, you know, walking around the neighborhood, whatever you got to do. But um, you're going to feel a lot better with that. It's going to break up the day a little bit better. And it'll kind of feel more like you're like working normally because a lot of times when you're at work, you get pulled aside for certain things or you have to go to different places to work on things. A lot of the times you're not just sitting there like you are at home. So that's a way for it to kind of feel like you're uh, back at work normally. So um, like what I'm trying to do personally is just trying to make this feel like a normal day instead of like, oh, perfect. I have a day off where I can just sit around all day. Um, I try to make it feel like I have a normal routine schedule and that's personally what's helping me yeah no for sure because that's yeah that's a super important thing is you know you're quote-unquote you're neat so you're non what extra not non-exercise activity or whatever Dang, yeah i can't think of the uh, acronym right now um you know you're talking basically, about. basically the calories you burn just from your daily things whether it's twitching your leg or getting up to go walk that's going to be a lot lower right now and by you know taking the couple like couple of minutes every hour to kind of get up or you know what i i actually just stand at my kitchen counter and i work so you know that's what works for me is i just make a makeshift standing desk and i just go to town all day um 
because that's the thing too is like i was sitting for like especially after i had my shoulder shoulder surgery i was like i had to sit i couldn't really stand and uh do the stuff but um yeah i noticed like my hip flexors were stupid tight you know so oh, like that's yeah. i mean it's i mean that's just our culture here in the u.s especially is we just sit so freaking much so you know you're just <laughs> tightening your hip flexors all freaking day constantly, I know. constantly so you know even just yeah taking you know one minute an hour get do some quad stretches do a kneeling hip flexor stretch you know just get something in there that's gonna you know benefit your body and that your future post-quarantine self is gonna thank you for Oh, and uh, I looked up the uh, NEATS because I kind of forgot it too. Non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Yes, yes. That's right. Yeah. I always think the A and the T stands for activity. I don't know why. (laughs) Well, and plus, like, uh, I'm like this too. Sometimes I try to think of something on the spot. My brain just completely gives up. Like, I know it any other time, but as soon as I'm asked something on the spot, you're like, uh. (laughs) Right. I really hate that about the brain. I don't know why it's like that. Um, but, um, do you want to move into some of the questions we got? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, if you saw Ben and I, we posted it on our, uh, nice Instagram stories, some questions for you lovely people to ask us and we got a couple. So <clears throat> we'll start off with, um, I guess we kind of touched on this is, you know, how are your workouts going right now? So yeah, if you want to start on that, Ben, um, lately I've been following, um, the full body program that we put out, um, I actually like, I usually add a couple more exercises to it, but, um, I try to follow the same structure as our full body routine that we got, we put out on our pages that you can download. So I try to follow that. I try to follow the same schedule, but a lot of times I take so much pre-workouts that like by the end of it, I'm like, I need to do more. So I just end up adding stuff to it, but I just, I like having it in front of me because it actually keeps me honest and like that way I have a routine to do and I have something to like, okay, I got to do this, this, this instead of just going upstairs and going like, all right, what am I going to do today? And kind of looking around because then you usually take it easy on yourself because you're like, Oh, I could do this. This looks fun or this looks easy, Mm -hmm. but like having to challenge yourself and actually have it written down, like it just motivates me a little bit more. So I've been trying to follow that general structure and like uh, trying to pick exercises that are more difficult for me and just using the more advanced uh, variations, stuff that's going to challenge me that I know I can handle. Um, And on there, um, what do we have? We have four workouts a week and three off days. I've been doing five workouts a week um, just because I, I've got to a point where I know how to recover a little bit better. And plus I'm more advanced. So uh, my body recovers better and my muscles don't get sore. So I can do more uh, act, or more workouts throughout the week and not um, gain any negative effects from that. So I've been working out five times a week and resting twice. And on my two resting days, usually um, I try to find something like active to do. So I've got a lot of parks around my house. So I usually go to the park and try to walk for an hour or two. Or I have just dance at my house, so I'll uh, bust some moves. Yep, I'll go downstairs, bust some moves. Um, I just try to keep myself active because, like, just because it's a non-workout day doesn't mean that you have an excuse to, like, lay down all day. Um, So trying to find stuff to do. So those are mainly my workouts. Um, Why about you? Yeah, so I actually uh, picked up from uh, a – a lovely man uh, who I've seen on the social medias um, from other coaches and stuff I've worked with. Um, but his name's Alex Salkins, Alex with a K, K then an S very hmm. nifty. Yeah. He is a lovely Jewish man who uh, he basically uh, had a protocol. It's like, uh, so it's all body weight and stuff, but it's yeah. Three, 300 reps of body weight exercises a day. Ooh. basically. Um, so, Oh yeah. So it's six days a week, six weeks, um and yeah i'm on week three of that and i did day three today so i'm like yeah i'm about halfway through um but no it's pretty good it's awesome it's uh it's been good for me because of the uh doing things post-surgery and stuff the different variations and stuff that it offered really worked well for me and kind of go hand in hand with some of my uh rehab um things because i'm still not like fully back to functional but i'm getting there um so yeah basically that's going pretty well for me and yeah i have no complaints and nothing but yeah high praises for that so far so i'll let you all know how it goes uh once i'm done but (laughs) go ahead and send me a link to that when we get off this call because i that does sound kind of interesting um moving along i had 
let me go here and move down. I had a question about um, if I prefer webinars or one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, and this is pretty relevant right now because um, it's not really possible to do one-on-one -on -one coaching right now because obviously the gyms are closed and we can't get into, you know, within six feet of each other. So it's hard to really do personal training from across the room. You're like, no, 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 no. You know, so um, yeah. a lot of times now it's like virtual workouts and like uh, writing things up online. And, um, you know, I do prefer one on one coaching and I do prefer um, being with people and being around people. I'm just really social and I just I communicate better when I'm able to kind of show facial expressions and like move my arms the way I want to and use my hands and things like that. But um, to each his own, I know you are personally there and uh, your job involves like you doing like online coaching. So like probably not much has been changed for you, but like I've had to kind of adapt to like learn how to like uh, talk to people and like coach them like over text messages and stuff, which is a little bit different for me because I'm mm -hmm. so used to seeing people face to face that like it's been a different transition. But, you know, we're all going to survive through this. So we have to learn to adapt. So yeah no 100 percent. but um you know like in, i mean in terms of things though like yeah i still like loved when i was working with people one-on-one -on -one, like there because it's oh, so much easier to you know uh you can actually like feel like somebody you know put put your hands on them even you know mm -hmm. obviously in an appropriate way people don't be <laughs> disgusting here exactly but, you know to, to yeah help them feel things more correctly to make sure the correct muscles are working to make sure they're doing things i mean safely you know that's the one thing that's kind of um truthfully scary with online programming is you have to you know trust that your clients especially if they aren't sending you videos of the exercises they're doing for whatever reason if they're uncomfortable i get it i know it's kind of awkward to record yourself you hate looking at yourself blah 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 you know <laughs> it's something you have to get past over time um especially if you are working with an online coach and um just to make sure you're doing things safely and effectively but um you know yeah so i mean there's obviously pros and cons to both but yeah with the online stuff you know it's it's all about, you know, yeah, finding different ways to communicate and making sure, like, I know on a lot of, yeah, like our programs, like, especially the uh, body weight program that we did, like, you recorded all the exercises that you had on your stuff. And oh, I found, yeah. Like, YouTube, YouTube links to all of mine just to make sure that, you know, you, all you folks were getting the right things, um, you know, sent to you and what we kind of what our expectations were so that that way you're not seeing, like, oh a uh, bulgarian split squat i think that's when i just put one foot in front of the other and kind of drop down and kind of let my knee cave in and stuff and it's like no it's you put something you know put it on a chair behind you make sure your knee is uh, you know tracking over your toes um things like that so mm -hmm. it's definitely kind of uh i mean it's it's a process it is and it's a learning process for everybody but you know, I think it's something too, where, you know, a lot of people are learning different things and kind of getting outside of their comfort zones. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll go ahead and move on to, uh, some other ones. I'll just knock out all mine, uh, first and yeah. you can go to yours. Um, I had like five questions asked to me in a different language, so I'm not about to pull out uh, <laughs> Google translate and try to answer those. Um, but I had a question about best diet to go from 235 to 210. Um, right. And I think me and you are going to have the same exact answer. So um, do you want to say it on three? <laughs> sure. <laughs> One, two, three, calorie deficit. You can stick with. Yeah. Yes, a calorie deficit. Yeah. So uh, one you can stick with or a calorie deficit, either one. It really doesn't matter uh, what you're doing as long as, A, you're sticking to what you're doing, like Vinny said. That's kind of funny how we both said different things, but they both were like the same point. Right. Um, they still correlate the same, like still give you the same result. Exactly. <laughs> but you do need the calorie deficit no matter Yes, what. exactly. <laughs> we, you've been preaching that longer than I have, but it's true. Right. If, if you were trying to lose weight, the only way to do so is to be in a calorie deficit. So yes. whatever diet you choose um, to do that works. So like, let's say you're doing the keto diet, which I don't recommend, but I'm just throwing it out there because it's the most common thing I see nowadays. Um, let's say you're doing the keto diet and um, your maintenance level of calories is 2,500. So you need 2,500 to stay at your current weight. And every single day you're eating 2,000 calories. You're going to lose a pound of fat a week. 
That's just the way it is. It doesn't matter what your diet is. It doesn't matter that you're on the keto diets, you're in ketogenesis, whatever. You're in a 500 calorie deficit a day, which is a 3,500 calorie deficit a week, which is a pound of fat. So if you're trying to go down from 235 to 210, you would need to do that for 25 weeks, so about half a year. If you want to move that up, you can do a like 700 to 750 calorie deficit every day. It just really depends on what you're comfortable with and um, like what you can achieve. Um, but the flip side of that, if you're doing keto and um, you're eating 3,000 calories a day, it does not matter that you're doing keto. It doesn't matter that you're in ketosis. It does not matter. You're eating over your calories, so you're going to gain weight. It's as simple mm-hmm. as that. So, like, that's the thing about diets is, like, they might help you restrict your calories, but at the end of the day, if you're eating over your maintenance levels, you're going to gain weight and you're not going to lose weight. So uh, I would say just eat foods that you enjoy and track your calories and make sure you're eating less than you burn. Simple as that. Yep. If you're eating nothing but bacon and cheese on the keto diet, <laughs> then I don't think you're going to lose weight. I, I just, you're going to overeat that. I know. I cannot wrap my head around, like, why keto is, like, meant to, like, help people lose weight. Because, like, a gram of fat is equal to more calories than carbs and protein combined. So, like, you're getting twice as much calories from, like, literally the same amount of food as if you combine, like, carbs and protein. So, like, yeah. if you have, like... So arguably less food overall. Yeah, exactly. So, you're eating, like, less food overall, and you're getting more calories. So, like, to me, that just does not make a lot of sense, because it's going to be hard to lose weight that way, because, like, I mean, if I eat less food throughout the day, I'm going to be hungry, and I'm not... I'm going to be miserable, because I'm going to be wanting to eat all the time. So, like, that's the mm-hmm. thing I don't get about um, keto, but... I saw a uh, graphic um, a couple weeks ago. It had like a stomach and like inside it, it was filled with like a hundred calories of oil and a hundred calories of vegetable. And the stomach that was filled with oil was like only like a 10th of the way filled up because Mm -hmm. it's only like you barely have to like have any oil or any fat to get a hundred calories. But then the, Mm -hmm. the stomach that was filled with like fruits and vegetables was like almost all the way filled up. Because if you eat like raw fruits and vegetables, they're really low calorie, but they're going to fill you up. But those aren't mm-hmm. considered keto. So like, I don't really see the rationale behind it, but to each his own. At the end of the day, caloric deficit. So that's my spiel. Yeah, exactly. Dude, actually, just to kind of throw this uh, down on the table real quick too, is um, I actually saw something super interesting the other day. Because, you know, um, so just quick for the listeners, Basically, if you eat too much protein, um, your body over time doesn't break it down into amino acids, which helps you build muscle and blah, blah, blah. It actually is going to turn break it down into glycogen, a.k.a. glucose, a.k.a. sugar, a.k.a. carbs. So mm. <laughs> if you eat over like 0.6 uh, grams per pound of body weight so of uh, protein, which a lot of people probably do when they're doing quote unquote keto and they think they're in ketosis and that's why they're losing weight. That's not, they're not in ketosis even because their body is still creating glycogen and uh, glucose. (laughs) So they're losing weight because of the calorie deficit. So (laughs) again, protein is awesome to keep you like full and that's why it works. But it's nine times out of 10, probably not going to be because of um, whatever ketosis. Yeah, like (laughs) you're not losing weight because of the effects of your diet. You're losing weight because you're in a caloric deficit. It's the end all be all, Um, you know, like you might get some benefits just like our intermittent fasting, like um, we're losing weight or at least I am right now because I'm still losing weight um, because I'm in a caloric deficit. It's not because I'm getting the benefits of the intermittent fasting. Yeah, those help and they have some good health benefits, but that's not why I'm losing weight. I'm losing weight because I'm eating less calories than I burn throughout the day. It's as simple as that. It's never going to change no matter what type of articles come out, no matter what type of things. At the end of the day, you have to eat less than you burn. It's as simple as that. Don't let anybody tell you different. Yep. Um, Only other thing I'll say, though, keto isn't all bad. It's good for um, people with certain conditions I know. Um, I can't really think of them off the top of my head right now, but I'm pretty sure, like, you know, diabetes is obviously one of Mm -hmm. them. So, you know, it does have some, you know, there's some justification to it for certain like uh, populations and stuff. But if you're just your average dieter who loves to eat cheeseburgers and stuff like myself, then yeah, it's probably not for you. 
All right. We'll move on. I like how these are like questions that we could probably answer in like one minute, but we spend 10 minutes on them. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> this was supposed to be, a f- if, if anyone's listening still, uh, me and Vinny discussed beforehand that we wanted this to be about 30 minutes or, uh, or like shorter than 30 minutes. And immediately I was like, you know how this is going to go. I'm like, it's not going to work like that. <laughs> um, Say it every time. Never works. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then the last question I had, well, we had some like fake questions that me and Vinny were sending each other. Like, bro, how do I get gains with this? You know, blah, blah, blah. Because we always get like questions like that. Um, but one question that I got was, um, what's your experience with CrossFit? And um, it was kind of like, it wasn't really too much related to like what we were asking for, but it kind of got me like going down memory lane because uh, me and Vinny, if anyone didn't know, uh, we were both in a Olympic weightlifting class. Oh, Ben, you cut off. Can you hear me now? Yep. Yep. I was on the other page. So uh, did you hear about the CrossFit already? Did I say that? Uh, you started talking about the Olympic weightlifting class. Okay, gotcha. So we were in Olympic weightlifting, and um, there was a pretty fun class. Like, I don't really – I still don't, like, do, like, the Olympic movements that they uh, showed us. Um, like, they have, like, value to them, and, like, I think CrossFit is a um, valuable, like, um, type of exercise. I don't personally do it, but, like, I don't really get all the hate behind it because I think as long as you're doing something and you're committed to it, then I – can't really blame people for that um but i don't really do crossfit anymore like i still throw in some hang cleans in my workouts if i want but like i don't exclusively do like uh, olympic weightlifting um like movements during my workouts i just kind of throw them in if i have room for them in my program and things like that but that olympic weightlifting class was um super fun because like I don't think me or Vinny really took it way too seriously. I think we kind of, you know, I'm not throwing you out there like this. You might have something different to say, but I personally didn't like do all the stuff that was asked. And I kind of thought it was fun just to kind of talk with my friends and hang out. And uh, (laughs) yeah. And plus uh, there wasn't enough time after that class, half the time to take a shower and then go to the next class. So like Mm -hmm. I would like purposely not, sweat like i would be like okay i did a rep okay teacher's not looking i'm gonna sit over here you know and then like because i didn't want to be like soaking wet in the next class because i didn't have time to shower so like that just brought me back memories from that class being asked that question so um do you have any more um do you have any experience with crossfit have anything like that um well touching on that class yeah so the class obviously uh-huh. so touching on that again too is i remember like we would always just ask him the most random questions oh yeah just so we didn't have to lift. <laughs> i remember yeah like, what do you, oh you do brazilian jiu-jitsu what's that like yeah like, try to distract him right Dude, it, so we would just talk to him half the class and whatever and i think that's um, actually a good point for like the listeners too is like we're not perfect like you know i want people to think that like we were like ace students in that class and we were like going above and beyond you know just because we're talking on a podcast right now doesn't mean that we're like fitness experts or anything like that like we tried to get out of this class you know like right and i remember several yeah. times like Vinny said like we would literally like uh, start talking to him or like try to distract him or like act like we're doing workouts. You know, I just, I wasn't in the mood for it. It was in the middle of the day and I had other classes after that. I wasn't trying to like get jacked up from that class and then go sit down and have a lecture. It just didn't sound too good to me. No, definitely not ideal. No. Um, so yeah. So, I mean, yeah, so that class was pretty uh, cool. Fun. Uh, other random fun fact, I did dislocate my shoulder during the, one of those classes once. When oh, yeah. Behind, behind the head, barbell, overhead, press. Yeah, not a good movement for people with shoulder issues. No. So, uh, yeah, I dislocated my shoulder in the middle of class, put it back in myself. It was super cool. Um, you know, when you did I that, every time it made me cringe. I, when you did that, I'm like, oh, my God, dude. It just, like, I feel like I would faint <laughs> if that happened to me. <laughs> oh yeah so that was cool um but no so you know one thing i'll say though is well one uh that i was gonna say crossfit obviously not ben and i's lane you know we kind of we don't really uh program directly like that however one thing i'll say is our programming though can kind of stem away from some of the concepts behind crossfit Mm -hmm. so like i know when i'm doing kettlebell programming you know doing like uh metabolic conditioning aka metcon type stuff 
you know, that's definitely kind of derivative of uh, CrossFit. You yeah. know, they're trying to do like 10, 15 minute AMRAPs, you know, going back and forth between two exercises for however long. Um, so those are a couple, you know, big, you know, kind of concepts that at least in that I find value in when I'm programming for clients or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I definitely think it's a great way to, you know, test your uh, work capacity, you know, how much stuff you can do in a set amount of time. And then you can try to beat yourself. It's a great way to measure progress, too. So, you know, I mean, and those the athletes, too, they're freaking they're beasts. Oh, I, I know. don't even know how they do it. So. Have you ever watched but, the CrossFit games yeah. before and like seen those guys? Like it's literally insane. Like yeah, I uh, it on YouTube. yeah like yeah. some of the highlights <laughs> and stuff. Like I, I don't understand how like those guys are some of the most fit people I've ever seen. Um, exactly. Because they're doing that like hour after hour, and they're like, you know, like if I did like ten minutes of that, I'd probably be on the floor. And they're just like going after it for like so long. So like, much respect yeah. to those athletes, you know, and. Like, that's the thing with CrossFit, too. Like, um, if you're a CrossFit athlete and that's something you like doing, great. Keep doing it. I think as long as you're um, sticking to something and you enjoy what you're doing and you're being healthy, it really doesn't matter what you're doing, you know? Like, a lot of times if you go online, you'll see, like, powerlifters making fun of CrossFitters and CrossFitters making fun of bodybuilders, bodybuilders making fun of this, you know? Like, it's kind of like people think that, like, we have our own cults inside of, like, our fitness areas. Like, you have to be, like, one or the other and, like, exclusively that, you know? Like, just because I lift heavy doesn't mean I'm a powerlifter. Just because I do an Olympic movement doesn't mean I'm a CrossFitter. Um, you know, like just do what you like doing and stick with it. I think that's the most important thing. hundred percent, man. And yeah, I mean, overall CrossFit net positive. I know, it, you know, all the, like about the boxes or whatever, CrossFit box gyms, right. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I know they have great communities and I know a lot of people, you know, go there for that group atmosphere and that kind of competitiveness as well. So yeah, I mean, overall, I think it's still a great thing for the fitness community. And as long as you're safe, then you're good. Yeah. So, all right. I think, yeah, I think that was my own, my last question. Cause the rest of the questions were either, uh, spam questions or they were in a different language. So yeah, right. I, yeah, I'm just oh. looking through real quick. Yep. I don't see anything else. That was it. So go ahead and go on with yours then. Yeah. So, um, I had a great, uh, <clears throat> kind of a recommendation from an individual, they were saying uh, they want us to kind of talk a little bit about maintenance, which, you know, is something that, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people definitely want to uh, focus on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you know, when it comes to maintenance, like, obviously, no matter what calculator you're using for your calories or anything like that, it's all just an estimation. Okay? Yeah. And that's something that I can't really iterate enough is it's an estimation, but that doesn't mean that because it's an estimation, you shouldn't try it for at least 30 days plus. You know, like in order to find your true calorie maintenance, like you would have to be strapped up to a machine like 24 seven, yeah. 365. So you're never going to know exactly. It's always changing. It's always different. Um, so I can't really <clears throat> kind of touch on that enough. And then also, you know, like I, we said earlier, your neat is probably lower your or whatever. So you're not moving as much. So it's your maintenance is going to be lower than it is if you were doing your normal stuff. If if you are straying from your norm anyway, if you're not, then you know it's probably the same anyway. And in case um, anyone forgot, it needs is non-exercise activity thermogenesis. I forgot, so I needed that. <laughs> yeah, if you want to go ahead and write that down, if we keep mentioning it, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Neat. There's going to be a quiz later, listeners. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so with that, you know, so step number one is, you know, pull up an online calculator, any calculator, whatever you want, and just plug, plug the stuff in. Be honest with yourself, too. What's your weight? What's your age? What's your height? You don't want to be lying about your age either, because that does go into the uh, equation. So same with height and every inch and every foot so don't if you're five six like me don't be like no i'm six six dude i'm huge um so or else yeah you're not gonna find your true maintenance so i would do that and then track it for 30 days track your food track your calories make sure you're actually um kind of on the right track and then uh keep track your weight that's the biggest one is keep track your weight and then average it weekly to see where you're at um and then at that 
end of a month, you'll know if your your maintenance calories give or take. So yeah. And then uh, touching on that, I'm not sure if the part of the question was asking just about like maintenance <laughs> calories or. Uh, maybe if they're wondering about like uh, how to maintain strength or maintain size, because that's another part of maintenance. Um, like some people are trying to maintain their weight, and some people are trying to maintain their size and their muscle size they got from the gym. Some people are trying to maintain strength, and I think a lot of those things also uh, comes back to calories too. Um, like when you're maintaining calories, it's going to be a lot easier for you to maintain your strength and maintain your size. Because when you're in a deficit, it's harder to keep the gains coming, um, especially when you're not having all the equipment that you usually have at the gym at your house. Um, you're not going to have like a cable crossover machine in your basement. I don't think anyone does. So it's going to be hard to <laughs> Somebody. do. Somebody probably does. And if they do, <laughs> give me their address. I'm coming over. But um, like, so the thing is, if you're trying to make, if you're one of those people that like you were chasing numbers and you're chasing like how big you can get your bench press and how big you get your muscles, it's going to be difficult to maintain your strength, especially at your house, because you don't have access to the same resistance because your body is going to adapt to the demands placed on it. So if, unless you have like, let's say you're benching 315, unless you have 315 sitting around your house that you can consistently do, your body is going to adapt to what you have. So if you're not consistently benching the same, you might lose a little bit of strength. But that's not to say that you're never going to have that again, because once you get back in the gym, your body's going to be able to adapt pretty quickly and get back to where you were. Um, in terms of maintenance on muscle size, I don't think that's something that you really have to worry about. Uh, the only time you would need to worry about like losing your muscle is if you were doing like absolutely no resistance training for like periods of months and you weren't eating any protein and you were just like doing like, a ton of cardio with like no structure at all. So like you would really have to like actively try to lose your muscle and um, you might look a little bit like more flat in your muscles just because there's less demand placed on them. But I guarantee you, once you get back in the gym, like two to three weeks, you'll look exactly like how you did before you go. So I'm not sure if that was part of the question, but I just kind of want to give my spiel on that. No, good to touch on. And I mean, yeah, strength doesn't go as quickly as people think. So, you know, yeah, so, calm down a little bit. Yeah. All good. You're not going to lose all your gains and stuff. And yeah, I mean, again, I mean, if you're not like cutting right now or what, like, I mean, honestly, whatever your goals are right now, you got to know your maintenance anyway, though. So, exactly. Yeah. So now might be a good time, depending on what your goals are going to be after this to try and find it. So then boom, once you know your maintenance, if it's 2000 calories a day, it's like, Oh, I want to gain weight. All right. Boom. 250 to 500. Add that on. Mm -hmm. If it, Yeah. You want to lose weight 500 or 750 up to a thousand if you're crazy. <laughs> um, and yeah, go from there. So, but that's about it. And then, yeah, Ben, last question I had that I figured would be good to say for last is, yeah, what's been your favorite quarantine activity? You want to go first? I have to have the time to think. No, I can go first. All right. Fill up some airwaves. All right. I got a couple um, ideas. All right, cool. Um, I would say mine has just been – I've been trying to read more a lot. So, yeah, I've been kind of catching up on some different uh, books that I purchased. I actually bought a couple of different ones. Um. Yeah, to, to just kind of, you know, continue educating myself to, you know, just learn and whatnot. So I've been finding more time to uh, read and then also just getting outside to walk. It's been really nice. It's I feel like it's a lot more intentional now because I need the fresh air. I need to get outside. So, yeah, just having that time to kind of get out there has been really nice. So, yeah, solid. Off to you, Beth. I think after careful consideration, I think uh... – the thing I've enjoyed most is being able to spend more time with uh, my fiance and my dog. Um, just mm -hmm. because like, this is a different situation that um, none of us have really been in before. Like there hasn't been a pandemic the last time I can remember, um, you know, so like when's the last time we've been quarantined out, you know? So like, I've enjoyed this extra time that I've been able to be home and be home with her and be home with my dog you know, and I think I've been trying not to take that for granted because I know here and whether it's a couple of weeks or a couple of months, hopefully not a year, we're eventually going to go back to the way the life, uh, the way that life was before all this. 
and I know a lot of us like to make jokes about quarantine and stuff and say that we're all like suffering and we miss the sunlight and all this. It's really not as bad as I think people are making it out to be. You know, this is a time where you can focus, like Vinny said, on reading and uh, reading up on stuff, or in my case, like spending more time with like loved ones. So, whatever you want to do, now's the time to kind of do things like that. And you're not going to get this time back, you know? Like, I don't envision there being another thing like this anytime soon, you know? So, you might as well make the most out of it and do what you enjoy doing. For me, that's spending more time with them. So, you know, that's my thing. Indeed, yeah. I, I sure hope there's nothing else like this in the near future. Oh, I don't know. There's murder hornets just came out. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. I know. Like, <laughs> and last month, it was or a couple weeks ago, the government came out and released that UFO footage. Yeah. You know, the beginning of the year, we were supposed to have World War Three, and then Kobe died after that. And then, the yep. you know, like, it's just been a year, man. It really has. Indeed. Dang it! I I saw a meme earlier today, and it was just like with Cinco. It's like who'd have thought that on Cinco de Mayo there would be whatever with something and a uh, virus named after a after Mexican a beer. beer. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so that pretty much yeah sums up 2020 so far. Yeah, but, but we have to make the most of it, you know. Yes, sir. No, I I couldn't agree more. It's you know yeah I. It's a it's a good time to focus on some other things and and honestly it makes you appreciate life a little bit more at least I think it does so yeah. you know to each their own to your own thoughts however yeah Ben Ben and I over here trying to make the most of it so and we we do encourage you to do the same yeah so. and we recorded a almost hour long podcast that was supposed to be less than thirty minutes so you guys have that to your advantage now. Right. Add this to your quarantine repertoire slash playlist. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You got anything else, Ben? No, I don't think so. All right, my man. Well, I will let you go. All right. Sounds great. Yeah. um, Real quick. Yeah. Again, like, uh, don't be afraid to pick up that uh, free program from Benner Eyes Bio. Uh, It's literally four weeks, four days a week, different um, programs uh different you know exercises stuff like that so definitely snag that if you're interested in like fast 15 um something along those lines you can get in touch with me and yeah if you want online coaching or whatever too feel free to yeah reach out to ben or i and yeah once things pick back up i'm sure ben will be taking some clients over at his gym so for sure don't be afraid to reach out we're always happy to help and thank you for listening to the cheeseburger effect podcast